Okay, so welcome back to the Runner's Diary, episode 15, and uh, quite amazing feedback to last week's show with uh, Mary Sweeney. Um, I think we have now, I looked earlier on today, we are well over 400 listens for uh, Mary's show and joining the dawn of the week beforehand again. They've certainly booked the train trend. The last two episodes have been well, well over 400, heading to 500 now at this stage. So as well as the, the listenership, I think, I know, Damon, you had it as well, and I had it. There was people contacting us personally. There was people we met out in the, our runs this week who were overwhelmed by Mary's uh, input to the show. I don't know if you've got the same. I've, I, I've got compliments from people who I never usually get compliments for, from. And in fairness, like everybody said the exact same thing with Mary. They could listen to her for hours on end. Yeah. And, you know, it's very rare when you actually hear that so much and um, I got messages I've got even like Paul Maloney today said like he just couldn't get over it you know he just thought it was a brilliant um interview so you know I said it before we'll definitely get Mary back on again you know at some stage because I think you know there's definitely appetite there for a bit more stories from Mary so yeah no the last time we checked as you said it was on 400 and nearly I think nearly 440 listens now and um, Don Copley's on 475 so you know Mary's creep, creeping up there and catching so you never know she might catch him at some stage um, yeah. but no thanks to everybody for the feedback because we really appreciate it and look we really enjoy doing these interviews as well because we learn a lot from it as yeah. well um, I, think, I, think I think the amazing thing as well just as you mentioned Paul Malloy there like that was that was the thing for me it was such a it wasn't you know any particular genre of runners it was across a wide spectrum of fun runners to, to elites to, like I, I got similar feedback from from people of all levels i suppose so it was great yeah. to hear it you know yeah it was exactly. simple it was positive and it was full of advice as well you know and that's the way it should be yeah exactly exactly uh, a big week all around again but we'll get more into that i suppose in the minute um some hot topics i think that we might talk about briefly um I know we were discussing between ourselves there and it started from a bit more public knowledge. You now at this stage, I did hear rumours back in last April and May about this new Athletics Ireland fee coming in um, for non-Athletics Ireland club members. And I know you've been speaking to a few people about it as well. So Yeah, I have. Uh, and I, I, look, I think we'll, we'll come to that in what we might call a rant section later on. Because um, I think that's going to, there's going to be a bit, there's going to be a bit too mull over on that I think because mm -hmm, um, yeah. it is something that's going to affect race directors like yourself and you know every person who's in a non-club um, member as well so it's yeah. definitely something that needs to be spoken about and more information given to the clubs I think on it as well and to races because I think everyone is still in limbo about it at the moment yeah Exactly. Yeah. One other great bit of feedback I got as well during the weekend. Again, it's just I think it's important to say it is that you know the lovely, lovely message from BRAC, uh, Mark Geller, who, who ran in Chicago today actually. But um, just to say you know to us that you know they really appreciate the callouts in West Cork and they feel I know in the past they felt that they're a very distant way off and you know forgotten about at times. But I think there's they're kind of giving us a small bit of credit to say you know. They feel a bit closer to the the running world since we they're getting a lot of show <laughs> on this on this so yeah it's good to hear yeah and and, and they get another one again today so they're okay <laughs> we look after them again for those choosing in tuning in i get it right tuning in uh dolores duffy is our guest this week and dolores will be coming up on the second half of this show this week so 
we'll get back into the usual format. We'll kick off with the results, I suppose. Yeah, so we'll just go with a few kind of um, headline results first before we hit the ones in the Cork scene. So see today we had the kind of the big marathon, which was the Chicago Marathon. And the kind of the two top Irish men in there was past guests for ourselves, John Kinsella, um, who ran an incredible race of 2.26.06. And what made it a bit more impressive was that the first half was 1.13.26. So it's a massive negative split by him and an incredible run by John. Um, and look, I know we'll be able to catch his video up and his Limerick running post as well. But um, well done to John. Second Irish home then was Derek Griffin, um, who finished in 2.29.10, who again was going for the sub 2.30. So got that. I did see that he said, um, went well, but didn't feel great, you know, that kind of way. But, you know, I would bite your hand off for 2.29.10 and yeah. not be hitting it. <laughs> Um, so the lads finished 77th and 114th overall. Um, and then shout out to previously mentioned Mark Gallagher from Bear AAC, uh, who ran 347.20. So well done to Mark on that. Um, obviously I was talking to him in the shop the other day and he, he, all he said to me was, I'm going over to Chicago for work. He forgot to mention the fact he was doing a marathon. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, so well done to Mark there. And, you know, it was great to see represented over in Chicago. Yeah, I, I, looked, I looked it up quickly, actually. I don't know how many ended up running, but there was over 300 entries, Irish entries to Chicago, but I could see a lot didn't obviously take to the start line. So it was interesting. But I just have John Spitz here very quickly, won't today, but his first 5K is 1720, then 1732, 1717, 1726, 1720. But like, this is the impressive bit, as you said, the last couple of five, the last three five Ks were 17, 16, 17, 11, and finished up with a 17 or three. So got stronger yeah, as the race went on by the sound. So oh, yeah. Delayed from delayed. And look, you know, yeah. it's a good sign you come on the show, you run PBs, you know, that's so. That's it, yeah. That's, that's <laughs> what I'm going to claim. <laughs> um, I always want to give a shout out there to um, uh, one of the lads who I, I know very well and has mentioned in the show before, Raymond Dwyer, who um, ran in Hindhoven today um, and ran in 3.43.06. So well done to Eamon on that. Um, and, you know, we see Eamon on the roads, roads constantly on Sunday mornings. So well done to Eamon for that great result. Absolutely, yeah. Uh, cross country next. Cross great day for cross country today. You had a bit of everything. I think wind and rain and mud and a whole ideal, lot. Ideal, ideal yeah. conditions, really. I think. Um, I think if you wanted cross country weather today, would be the day. You wouldn't have. What you would have loved it. I'd say, Brian. I would have. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you would have loved it. I think um, my problem was my cross country experience was in Riverstick, and I've heard Riverstick is one of the harder courses. So maybe that's the problem. I have to go back. Yeah. I suppose. That's what, we, that's what we blame anyway, all right. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, yeah, so we there was obviously the novice and age groups. So we start with the novice women's. So Siobhan Hare from Talker was the winner um, there. And um, I, this one is, I, is Naveen Leduc, is it? Looks like it, yeah. Yeah, um, from Grange from Moy. I'm not sure, so apologies on the pronunciation there. And Maeve Hearn then was third from Cork Track. Um, and let's well. So, Hearn is actually my mother's Maeve. name, and she's she's 79, and I, I hope she's not finished her. Her. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> you never know. We must check that one out, just check the pictures yeah. on that one. Uh, okay. so well done the three there, well done in that great results. Um, novice men's, then you had um, Dara um, Cawley from St. Finbars was the winner there, and Charlie Gaffney from Leeville 
was in second place and Aidan Newman from Leeville as well was in third place in the novice. Again, look, I know there's team results and stuff like that, but you know, they're they're not long out, so we've just got the results at the moment for it. Um then there's the underages, and I'll just kind of go through the winners of that because there's quite a few of them obviously of underages. So in the boys under 19, you had Freda Dennis um McAlfie, I think, is what from Skibreen AC was the winner for the men's. And Ella Collins was the winner for the girls under 19s from Bandon AC. Um, the boys under 17, you had Brian McCarthy taking the men, taking the boys win from Riverstick and Kinsale AC. And the girls under the 17 was Quavine Caroline from Ballymore Cove AC. So well done to the two there. Um, boys under 15 was Brendan O'Leary from West Musquery AC. And the girls under 15 was Rachel O'Flynn from Grange for Moy AC. So well done. Boys under 13 was Sean Reardon um, from, is it Fanyan? Fanyan McSween, yeah. AC. Um, and then in the girls was Emma Flynn from North Cork AC. So done to do there. Nearly there. Boys under 11 was Mason Walsh from North Cork AC. And the girls under 11 is someone who we know or, my, I know myself and, you know, works with, uh, my mother works with um, my wife, um, Ava Coleman from Blarney and Inniscarra. So well done to Ava. Um, I know you'll be listening. And the boys under nines was Keen O'Donovan from St. Nicholas AC. And Ava McGovern from Middleton AC was the winner of the girls under nine. So well done to everybody out there. And one thing I did see and it was interesting with that, the numbers for the under nines and under 11s were way higher than nearly all the rest of them. Um, I think you nearly 70 odd running in the under nines and in the under 11s respectively, which was brilliant to see. Um, so well done to everybody going out in them conditions. It was not easy. Yeah, unfortunately though, and I've been to a good few of these events because we obviously have an underage section here in our own club and my son runs juvenile as well, but it is a problem that you, once they start getting into the teenage years, and I think we spoke about it there with Mary as well last week, you do see a drop off. So when it gets yeah. to 13s, 14s, 15s, and unfortunately, in, in, in women's and girls events you know it's a problem across all sports i think we mentioned that before as well but look yeah hopefully we'll, we'll see a, a boost there as well yeah fingers crossed and look it's it's great to look, i i do think we will call out as much as we can with, uh, with the winners and stuff like that because you know it's brilliant for the for them to be out there and to slog away like the rest of us but we're not us anyway because we're too precious to be out in the back country um so well done to all of them and look i know they'll probably be out again plenty more times for the rest of the year yeah absolutely uh we'll go on again so another race this morning uh was the douglas credit union 5k um i think there's about 90 finishers there in that one it was held obviously in the tremor valley park run uh, route uh first finisher there from y'all ac was keith kelly in a time of 1645 um and what a good day for Watergrass Hill with second and third place. So Paul Cashman was second in a time of 1704. And Ruin Mulroy was Ryan. third. It's it Ryan. Ryan. Yeah, it's Ryan Mulroy. Sorry, typo by me there. Uh, was third in a time of 1723. So Ryan Mulroy, Watergrass Hill, SE, third in 1723. Uh, for the ladies, uh, Claire McCarthy from Leeville was first lady home in a great time of 1738. Linda O'Connor was second lady home in a time of 19.22. And again from Leeville, Nona O'Neill was third in a time of 19.48. So again, well done to everybody who got out there in tough conditions this morning. 
Yeah, no, it's, it, it was nasty out there, to be fair. I saw some of the pictures, so well done. And there are good yeah. times in that course as well, to be fair to it. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah, again. Saturday we go to next. So Ross Carberry uh, had a great race there on Saturday. I heard good feedback on that one. Uh, so there was 96 finishers in total for a 5K race in Ross Carberry. The winner there was Darren Coleman in a time of 16.44. Darren from the Buttevant uh, Running Club. Uh, second, Conor O'Leary. Uh, from Ardfield in a time of 16.57 and third place there was Michael Furlong Furlong from Ballycotton in a time of 17.01 uh, for the ladies first home was Anne O'Neill uh, from Dahiny AC uh, 22 minutes 13 second from the host club Kate Crowley Ross 18 and third again from the host club Neil O'Brien in a time of 22.38 and luckily enough we've been able to catch up with Darren and uh, let's hear from him now Delighted to catch up with Darren Coleman from the Buttevant Running Club. Darren was the winner there on Saturday in the Ross Carberry 5G. So uh, welcome to the show, Darren. Good to have you. Hi, Brian. Thanks so much for having me. Great stuff. Uh, well done in your win on Saturday. How did the race go for you? Yeah, very good now, Brian. Um, very happy with it. Um, it was actually a lovely evening for a race. Um, and it was actually a lovely course as well. Like, very scenic, like, you know. So yeah, very, very happy with it now. I'd say you were happier having it on a Saturday and Sunday because conditions definitely changed dramatically. Yeah, there's some difference between yesterday and today, though, like, you know, but yeah, in fairness, the racing conditions, it was perfect, like, you know, okay. um, there's very, very calm, there's a slight wind, but it was nothing really, like, you know, right, um, yeah. and that nice and cool event. And how did the race go for you? I don't think there was much between first and second, so did you have a fight on your hands, or how did the race yeah, unfold? Yeah, it was a very good race, actually, um, I was kind of And uh, look, we've mentioned your name a few times on the show so far. You've had a pretty good year so far. Are you happy enough with how things are going? We're very happy now, Brian, yeah. Thank God, yeah. Excellent, excellent. And uh, th for the rest of the year, any major plans? Um, I suppose just to keep training really during the next month or two. Um, New market in December, right, is a great place here. I'll be looking forward to that, right? We won't keep it too long, as I said. Well done for your success this year. I know you're flying the flag well for Budapest, and I'm sure they're they're all very proud of you back there. You know, a club I'm very familiar with myself. So, uh, well done, and and the best of luck in the, the future for the upcoming races. Yeah, thanks very much, Frank. Thanks very much. Uh, so we'll go back to the park runs, maybe. Yeah. So as I there, unfortunately, y'all did as as we found out afterwards, y'all didn't go ahead in the end, which was you know was disappointing. Um, so I think now it's rumoured that is that's the end of the month, but I think like everything else, we'll take that with a pinch of salt right now. So we'll wait and see now from no one with that. Um, so we start with Balling Colleague, which had 234 this week. So Niall O'Leary from UCC Staff Athletics um, in the winning time of 18.39. And Theresa Murphy uh, from Kent AC was the winner in the women's in 19.24. Tremor Valley then next. So there was 141 in attendance in Tremor Valley. John O'Mahony, uh, first home there in a time of 1827. 
and Louise Morgan, first female home in a time of 2146. Uh, Glen River at 41, and James McCarthy was the winner in 1848, and Lisa Crowley from Rollagrass Hill um, won the ladies' category in 2330. James Murphy, I think, was that just in case he gets on to you? James Murphy, what did I say, sorry? <laughs> McCarthy. Okay, you're all right. We'll forgive you. Apologies. We'll forgive you. <laughs> I would say you can't read your own writing, only that we no, typed it I out. <laughs> Mallow Castle next, 48 finishers there. First was John Brown in a time of 20.04. And first female, uh, junior there in the age category of 15 to 17, was Isabel Kelleher in a time of 2010. Um, McCroom had 42 this week, which was Joe Coffey, with took the win in the men's in 1924. And Jane Lucy in, took the women's in 2001. Clonakilty next, 34 finishers in Clonakilty. Sean Deneen was first in a time of 17.30. And Roisin Packenham uh, was first female home in a time of 25.06. Uh, Glen Gareth Woods with 58 finishers. Uh, Dara Coppinger, um, a junior, 11-14, took the win in 20.28. And Neve Casey uh, took the women's in 23.34. Uh, Bear Island next, so there was 51 uh, finishers in Bear Island. First home there was Billy Moriarty, a junior athlete, again, 11 to 14 age category uh, from St. Brendan's AC Artford in a time of 2019. And lo and behold, the first female again this week is Michaela Murphy in a time of 22-22. Definitely becoming one of the most named person named at the yeah. moment. So Definitely. Michaela, in fairness, it's Brilliant consistency from her every week. Yeah. Um, in Castlehaven, there was 11 finishers this week. Uh, Danny Manning was the winner in 22.50. And Sharon Lewis, or Le Lewis, Lewis, Lewis? Levis, 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 yeah. Levis, Levis, in 27.04. So, well done to everybody who took part. And of course, well done to everybody behind the scenes. Right, next up is the Strava leaderboard. Again, a chance for people to get their name called out. A hotly contested leaderboard. So... This week we have uh, first on distance is John McHugh. Uh, I think John again has been mentioned very regularly here. So John is 108.7 miles over the week. Um, second place, and I think this could be a bit controversial, but second place is Aoife Cook, um, who I believe got in a very, very late night run to, to just get up <laughs> over 103 miles, 203.4. But I think you have more information behind this one, Damon. Yeah, so there's, there's a nice little battle for between Aoife and Mark Smith, who, you know, we obviously train together. So Mark is dying to beat Aoife in the mileage stake. So Mark had a brilliant 24 mile run today to take him to 101 miles. And when we finished our run, Aoife was at 99 miles. So I think Mark was pretty confident that he, um, he had the victory. So just before we came on air, uh, I checked it and Eve had just snuck out for an over four mile run just to make sure that it's late enough that Mark won't be able to go back out and get the, the mileage. So Mark now will rest very uneasily tonight with his, with his measly 101 miles. <laughs> the competition is uh, alive and well. So Oh, jeez. I tell you know, the two of them are, I, you wouldn't want to get on their bad side because they, oh, jeez, they're re relentless, the two of them. Unfortunately, no, though, Mark isn't on, the, on our, no, on, I think he's no. low on Strav, isn't he? Um, yeah. or is he even, I don't know if he's even on it, so he doesn't even yeah. get mentioned for third place. So uh, Toby Ruffer comes in third there with a distance of 95.3. So if it's not on Strav, as they say, 
That's yeah. it. But look, I, I call Mark out for one of your with one of your teammates how bad Mark is. Is trying to get Mark to accept his friend request now for I think the last month or so and Mark <laughs> is just refusing. So you know, Ty, okay. I'm backing you up here and trying to sort you out. <laughs> Good stuff. So yeah, and to the women then. So obviously if it would have been first lady there with 103.4 as mentioned. Second up was Helen Murphy. Uh, with a great distance there of 60.1 miles and Karen Bevan, Bevan from Eagle AC yeah. uh, high mileage again uh, consistent there at the moment with 58.3 and so, I, I know I know Karen would be very happy with this call out because her husband this morning said to me that she was delighted with the call outs so Karen well done again and I hope the hangover isn't too bad today for you <laughs> uh, just a quick one on elevation we'll just call out the top three overall so again Rowan Walsh who we've mentioned a couple of times uh, Rowan again from Limerick but uh We'll accept them again, I suppose. We've we've accepted a few Limerick men. Uh, we've extended the passports. So uh, 7,738 feet. End the cloak, uh, second in terms of elevation there with 7,314. And Brian Buckley, Watergrass Hill, well known to many, uh, 5,417 feet in terms of elevation. So well done to everybody there again. Um, we'll go on to the fixtures next, I think. Yeah, so we saw it. Obviously, you've the park runs on Saturday. 9.30 in various locations. You all is still not, I think, down for that yet. So we, you'll have all the rest on anyway that day. Sunday is a busy day. Um, so you have the Beira Island five-mile road race um, at 2.30, which will be a very good race down there. At 9.30, you have the big one in House York Neck of the Woods, the Blarney Stone Mad Half Marathon. Um, yeah which should attract a big crowd, I think, so that it's a tough race, but a very good race. Um, I know we mentioned it already, but are you going back to defend your, your uh, title? I'm humming and hawing is my honest answer. Right. And it will be a late, late decision. I know entries are closing on Friday. So my honest answer is I don't know. Funny um, enough, um, it came up on a conversation in our run this morning and people were kind of saying it's probably that. I know, look, it's not everybody's doing marathon, obviously, but yeah. if it was a week earlier, maybe it might be a nice one for people, you know. That's that's my thinking. And, you know, mm -hmm. I for me personally, I just think if I go into that half marathon, I plan to do a marathon pace run. It's mm -hmm. not going to happen because I'm going to get caught up. You know, you get caught up in some of those races and stuff like yeah. that. Um, so I I'm just being cautious with that. I'm mm -hmm. going to see near the end of the week and I, like I, if Mark and Aoife and you know a couple of others who we train with together are going to do it you know we might do it and a few of us might do it together and be a bit more disciplined but yeah. if they're not doing it I just think we'll just do our normal run because um, you can get carried away mm -hmm. and it's only two weeks to go for us personally but yeah. for anybody who's not doing Dublin or you know who wants to use it as a pace run it is a very good marathon to go to so you know definitely get signed up by Friday if you're in for that um, yeah. Then I'm on at 10:30. You have the Defence Forces 5K and the BHA in Hall Golan, um, which should be a very good race. Mm -hmm. And then you have the cross country, the big ones up in um, Abbottstown, which is for a lot of people of our older vintage, is the qualifier to make the Irish team for their age category as well. I'm glad so, you said R there now and not just yeah, me. I did. Yeah. <laughs> finally, you finally accepted it. Yeah, I'm, I'm nearly there now, you see. So, yes, the um, juveniles on even age and relay cross country championships as well. So, you know, that should be always a very big turnout for that. So, best of luck to anyone who's running in that. Excellent. Yeah. Further ahead, then, I think we start because the races are, I know it's next Sunday, as you said, is an extremely busy day, but uh, 
probably getting fewer and far between the races now. Um, so just to look a slightly bit further ahead on Sunday the 23rd, uh, a very popular race, obviously the Rebel Run 5K and 10K is back and that starts at 9.30 a.m. And obviously it's uh, held at the MTU complex there in Bishopstown in Cork. And also on Sunday the 23rd, uh, the Munster Juvenile, even age and under 23 and novice cross-country championships uh, being held in Riverstick. Riverstick. Oh, you love it. Look at it. The I, smile yeah. face I'm just uh, glad that I'm in marathon training at the moment. I won't be able to, <laughs> won't be able to make that one. Um, yeah, and then on Saturday, October the 29th, um, you have the Imre Mountain Race Halloween Half Marathon and 5K in Kilworth. Um, and it's a 6.30 start for that. So that should be a, a very good one. And on results as well, we will, we haven't got the Imre 5K from today for Kerberty Woods, which we forgot, which we don't have so we'll hopefully have them soon and we can add them in absolutely yeah, yeah. Um, just want yeah. to call out i was contacted there uh, by our friends in west cork again um a very popular race and a great i mean this is a an incredible event actually in terms of prizes so it's the aries five mile road race it's been held in on saturday the 12th of november so a bit of time to get ready for that one at 2 30 p.m there's over 100 prizes in the race and um, i know that guys down there do a trojan work with this one so um there's category prizes and there's team prizes i think it's race four of the barry AC series so definitely one for the calendar in november if you're looking for a good race uh, that's the aries five mile road race in uh, west cork and i know there's a few clubs i think ourselves eagle are getting they're looking at getting a bus to go down there and stuff like that so i know finbar is usually represented quite well as well so you yeah. know it is actually a great day out to be fair to it i have never been able to do it but you know, I'm, I would love to say I would try, but Saturdays don't suit me. But we'll see, yeah. Okay, um, very good. Yeah, so that's all the upcoming fixtures. Um, do you want to flake into our training? Yeah, we go to training next. Excellent. Uh, do you want to go first, or will I go first? Or uh, you flake away there, yeah. Okay, uh, so big week for me again this week. Uh, obviously, last week I went over the 60 mile mark and um. Again, this week I ended up with 62 plus, I think, again, which is probably my biggest mileage, I would say, ever. Um, so, yeah, look, again, the first few runs as normal. The first first one Monday night there was just six miles easy. Again, Tuesday night, six miles easy, a few strays at the end of it. Wednesday was a big session. And, um, you know, it's a, it's a one I wouldn't have done on my own. So what it was was a warm-up, 10 by 1K float on and 1K off. Um 1k on was around the 640 mark uh float was about 720 Um delighted that i had company because i'll be honest with you, um it was a hard run i think the whole lot overall was about 16 mile 16 yeah, miles it's a big, they're a big session yeah big session so i met up with shane collins there who i'm training a lot with at the moment shane's from the st Finmar's club and uh, we met up in the city there wednesday evening about six <laughs> and it was a long night below around the marina area and um, so much so that we ended up finishing around Kind of parky cleave and um the marine itself for the last kind of one or two reps yeah. but a uh, big session you know great to have the company but certainly when i got to rep nine and ten in the one k um you know one k on you know you were feeling it in the legs yeah. um it was it was a good effort to hold on at that stage but you know once it's done again absolutely delighted with it um but yeah, had to dig deep at times at the end of the right for sure. But it's, uh, it's a very tough session because I think the, the number 10 in front of it makes it harder. Uh, we feel yeah. about as low as the times. You know, you know, you do what we, I think it was the other day, we did six by two K. 
you know, that's even though it's technically longer yeah. pay stuff, it seems easier because of the six. <laughs> so it's funny again, you say that because my session next Wednesday night is six by two K. And again, myself and Shane were up this morning again, and we mentioned about it. And as I say, like I nearly, you know, will much prefer doing six by two K than ten yeah. by one K. And you feel like you're there kind of after one or two at least, and you're on the countdown rather than you know yeah. eight, nine, ten seeing the monotony seen one forever. But we got it done anyway. So again, a good box ticked for me. And it, both of us, in fairness, you know, kind of left saying, you know, it was great to get that done. It gave a bit of confidence back again and things like that. So it was a good one, a good one. Uh, Thursday, I took Thursday off, um, just feeling a bit in the legs. So it was it was either Thursday or Friday. It was the rest day, so I just swapped them around. And um, again, just nothing nothing else was major. Saturday, eight miles on Saturday, um, again nice and easy. And then back to this morning again. So this morning was a twenty mile run. It was meant to be, and it was sorry, thirteen miles at marathon pace. And funny enough, again it was myself and Shane again, and. Um, we spoke briefly at the start and we were kind of half saying, will we try to do 15 at marathon pace? And I'm glad this is where a coach comes in. So obviously Aoife had us down to do 13 at marathon pace. And I'll be honest, Joe, when we got to 10 miles, I kind of said, you know, again, the legs were, the legs were like laid after the, probably the speed session on the Wednesday night. And again, yeah. a big, two big, two big weeks for me anyway. Um, so like it was a 24 mile run last Sunday, nearly a 17 mile run on Wednesday night. That's with speed session included. And again, 20 this morning. So glad I wasn't feeling it on my own, Shane, as well. We were both saying the same thing and made a smart decision at mile 10 on to say, look, stick with the plan, do the 13. Um, and I have to give a shout out to Shane here because I, I could have pulled it at 12, to be honest about it. I was really feeling the legs. And he started roaring at me um, yeah. and hang in there and do it and get it done. And you'll be glad you got it done. So we did, got it done. Um, and was glad to get it done. But certainly it was a, it was a tired body finishing up this morning, you know. Yeah, I know. And look, I was out this morning. I've seen you ignore me a couple of times. Um, and I see you. You it, have it a you have a group. Hold on, and go back. I see, I see your group now has grown dramatically there in the last couple of weeks. You were like you're like S Club Seven running around the there. <laughs> I don't know how many members you have at this stage. It is. It's it's growing ever so slightly. Um, yeah. yeah, we did, we did, we did another we did Andy back again today. So you know. It, it, we, we had a nice group down today to actually in fairness to it. Um, yeah. So, yeah, no, but it was windy out there, mm-hmm. to be fair. Um, you know, and I think it actually worked in our favour, which I'll go through in a minute, to having the bigger group where, like, for yourself and, you know, which is truly, it's a slog, you know, yeah. there's not much protection from it, you know, so, like, it's a brilliant session by you and it's a good confidence booster. Ah, oh, yeah, it was great to the box. Now, maybe the reason why you didn't hear me salute you is because you're probably at the back of the group letting all the other lads work in the wind, does it? Um, no, no, we'll come to that now in a minute. Well, <laughs> anyway, that's me done. I'm officially in taper mode, uh, two 60 plus weeks. So, again, feel I'm in a good place. It's just minding myself now for the next couple of weeks. There's no taper yet. You still have another week to go. I do, but the mileage will be less. There's another yeah. hard session coming Wednesday night, yeah. I know, and next week is 16 miles on the long run as opposed to 20-odd. But so, yeah, no. feel like the, the line is close now, right? It is, but it is coming close. Yeah. So, for myself, um, Monday morning, um, you will see that for me on Monday, Monday was, there was, looked like there was about four runs for me on Monday, but it actually was only two. So, I started out the door, met Kent, with me, Kent, so I left the house at six just before the just before six and um i realized i never charged my watch and it was at three percent so i was like right 
we'll see how far I can go. So I got to two miles where I met Ken and I just saved the watch and I ended up using my phone for the next part, which was four miles where we went right from back with Ken. But then as opposed to stopping it, I press save on it. So I then had to start another one again, which was a two miles back to my house. So it was an eight mile run in total. Um, but it looks like, you know, all broken up, but it was, you know, it was grand. Actually, it was, it was perfect. It was a nice, it was, I think it was a nice morning. I can't remember now at the moment. Um, then later on, went out that night again, did four miles in the evening. So 12 mile day, so perfect. Then it was Tuesday. And so Tuesday we had four by two miles at uh, whatever, 5.30 pace. It was planned anyway. And two minute recovery between that. So myself, uh, Mark and Dennis Hagerty all done that together. And it was like yourself, it was down, you know, we got a bit of light. So we headed down towards uh, passageway, but got to the Starks walkway and came back again. Um, so the pace was a bit hotter than what I had planned. Uh, again, Mark as usual is in good form. So, you know, we kind of, I think we averaged around the 520 for the four of them, with the last ones being the fastest of 519 and 517. So, you know, I was absolutely delighted with that session. I must say, like, Mark turned around to me as, and after and said, I was on his shoulder for the last one. He said, I wasn't expecting that to be you. I was expecting that to be Dennis. So, yeah. you know, that gave me kind of good confidence that, you know, I was in a in a good place for that. So I was delighted with that session. So that was 15 miles altogether, delighted with that. Then Wednesday, um, five miles on my lunch break. Um, no run in the evening because I had a visit to Ken. Um, so Ken had to get the salt to Ken Nason to sort me out. So there was a few dry tears, I'd say, the next day for whoever went, went. So that was a bit of torture. But do you know what? It always is the world good as you know yourself. Um, yeah. Then on Thursday, five miles on my lunch break again. And then another five miles straight after work. Um, I find this actually grand at the moment because traffic is absolutely a nightmare coming home from Kinsale Road at the moment. So right. you know, doing five miles after work gives that little bit of delay and it kind of calms down a small bit. So it's yeah. perfect. Sounds good. Good way and, to do it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, Friday, met Ken again in the, at six in the morning. So eight miles, 7.46, perfect. And then went out for four miles. Oh, sorry. And that Friday was horrific. That Friday morning was yeah, absolutely lashing. Um, so oh, I was I wasn't dressed for it at all. Um, so I, I came back. I was absolutely good during the rat. Um, and then it was just four miles on my lunch break. Then later on, um, which was perfect. Saturday was the usual ten miles in the morning with Mark. Um, but. Beautiful morning, cold, but some amount of runners around the place on Saturday morning. Saturday morning yeah. was hopping. Um, it was great to see so many groups out and about. Um, you obviously know that it's coming to the end of it, everyone's out. And I think mm -hmm. also people were probably getting their long run done, knowing that today was not, was not going to be the best. So yeah. I pretty much had the exact same session as you today. Okay. So it was um, 13 miles at marathon pace. Um, so... I miscalculated our warm-up. Uh, so I was we were supposed to do a five-mile warm-up. I do not know what happened. I was convinced we were on we're going to finish the five till we when you passed us going back up. And 
Blame Gary Walsh. He got around there a couple of weeks ago again, I think. I think it was Gary. I think it was definitely Gary. That's fair to say. But no, we had a great crew, as you said. We had Gary, Mark, Paul, Andy, Ferg, Ken. Um, so it was actually a, a really nice group. Um, we are back to car six and then it was 13 miles. So it was out the passage and back. Mm-hmm. And I see it was myself, Ferg, Andy and Ken and Gary were run together and Paul and Mark were on the run up the front. But what we done was we were able to work it in twos. So it was two, two, one pretty much. And we just kept rotating nearly every mile. And was you thinking our Kipchoge or what? I tell you this much now. It was one of the fastest time, not, not obviously running time, but just as in the miles Clipping just slipped away so yeah, yeah. fast. Um, Andy again, Andy won't mind me saying this, didn't stop talking. Um, <laughs> so, <laughs> so um, and like, you know, in fairness, like, you know, Ferg and Gary up the front did a lot of work into the wind. Myself and Andy planned it where we got the wind on our back for the whole lot of it and got it downhill in the way, on the hills. So it kind of worked out lovely. Great, um, great to see and, again that you're such a team player in fairness. It, and the, yeah. the biggest shock of all was the fact that it was something like seeing the seeing um what's that? Um like seeing a geez, what's his name? Big Bigfoot. Uh Kennens actually went to the front of a group for the first time. <laughs> are you saying he, are you saying he looks like Bigfoot? No, or are you saying well, it's, it's, like, it's, it's, it's yeah. <laughs> 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 so I think, as, yeah, as, I get you. But, a phenomenon of so, sighting, yeah, yeah, yeah. A phenomenon of sighting. Ken's out the front, not usually tucked by into someone's pocket. So <laughs> it was, we had actually a great run. Um, our slowest mile was 6.03. I think our fastest was about 5.52 or something like that, 5.55 in around that anyway. Um, right. So it was, it was a great run. No, actually, I must say I was delighted. I had an absolutely horrendous night's sleep the night before. Two got, of us, yeah, two of us, yeah. Pretty much no sleep. We had a carbon monoxide alarm going off in the, in the oh, house, and, right. and you were up and go, try to go back. And it ended up today, we figured out that it, it was faulty, but you know, you, you can't take that risk on when mm-hmm. it's going off. It, of course, yeah. Yeah. So I had pretty much totally no sleep, felt rubbish going to it, didn't expect anything, but just having the group, I've said this something things, having the group is absolutely. Yeah massive yeah know. definitely yeah even myself this morning i said we it was only two of us but if i was on my own i think i would have pulled that run this morning mm-hmm. as well so yeah. definitely having someone yeah. else is great yeah so no absolutely delighted with it and finish what you end up with 84 for a week is that Monday? So, is monday all legit now or is it very questionable your monday your... is 100 percent legit now i'll have to check that out i think um mm-hmm. i don't have dodgy watches like some people um so 84 point something i think um, so I was absolutely thrilled with that 84.3 so absolutely thrilled with it Good it's stuff, been a nice yeah. four weeks four or five weeks now in a row so I'm happy happy Funny enough, happy day yeah. back Funny enough your gripe from last week there about the watches I had that problem this week a lot um, so Wednesday, Wednesday night it happened to me with Shane we were a bit out, well out of sync and this morning was actually massive like you know he was he was hitting miles and I was still at point eight eight. Yeah. point eight nine which is a good 40 yeah. 50 seconds of a difference yeah you know? it happened to me on saturday as well with, with mark yeah mark, i finished at 10 miles and mark finished at 10.12 you know yeah and it ended up being six seconds a mile of a difference for pace wise like which is yeah massive 
And I think, again, I know we're, we have a marathon special coming up next week, but I, like for me, look, if you're running the marathon to just to get through it, and that's fine, but if you're running the marathon for time, I would say my, one of my number one pieces of advice is you must pace off the road. No matter what's going on with your watch, you have to pace off the road. Either put a band on your hand where you should be, but like you have to take your miles, whether it be a watch out or the distance out. You know, it's critical I, that you pay us off the road. I 100 agree with you, but I, we we'll talk about it next week. There is a couple of parts in Dublin. You need to be very careful of that. Yeah, yeah, but true. I, I suppose. We'll, yeah, we'll talk about that next week. Yeah, exactly. So that was my week. So okay. happy. Old. Good week so, again. Well done. Right. Let's get into Athletics Ireland. Yeah, a bit of a hot topic, I suppose, at the moment. Yeah. So, I'll ask you, worry, right, because you're. You know, one of the, the top race directors in Queen. <laughs> oh, in Queen, I thought you were going to give a bit more credit than that. Yeah. Well, like you're, you're obviously look, you've organised plenty of races. I don't organise races. I don't know a major amount about it. From what I know, and you tell me what any difference. So what I know is from now on, if you're not an Athletics Ireland or a club member, you have to pay two euros extra on top of your entry fee. Yeah, I and think that's the gist of it, Jim. The race directors give that money to Athletics Ireland. Yeah, that's more than I said. Look, I started hearing about this back in last, I know, obviously our race is every May, and I started hearing a few rumblings back last April, and a few people contacted me, did you hear this, and all this type of thing. And, you know, again, there was meetings I know held, and a lot of, you know, mixed signals coming through. Yeah, it seems to be sneak. It seems to be going out there now more and more. And I know there was a few articles wrote there in the last couple of weeks as well from different sites and things like that. It concerns me massively. Um, look again, not to brag or anything. That our race is a good race. It's a, it's a well recognised race. There's a lot of work goes into it. There's an awful lot of work goes in behind the scene. Um, I'm not here to knock anybody. There's volunteers involved in so many organisations. Um, but we do it all ourselves. You know, we get no support from any organisation. Um, it's all done in house. We do, you know. You, you asked the question of Michael Hurley there a couple of weeks ago um, about, you know, when do you plan for next year's race? Well, I can tell you straight out that we plan for next year's race before the first, before the last one even finishes, because there's things in the build up to the race that we kind of say, look, we better do this for next year. We have it's too late to do it now on the day of the race as well as anything. But I'm just making it's a it's a year long commitment. It's there's times obviously when you, you know, you start putting in Trojan work, and I just feel that. For me personally, you know, I've been a race director for several years now. Um, for me personally to put in that amount of work and for the club to put in that amount of work and just to hand over money. Now I get it, I get I get it that Athletics Ireland members are paying a membership and they're paying same entry, and you know, they could say, What what are we getting back? But like to me, what is the club getting back? Because the club isn't getting this money back from what mm-hmm. I can can understand, you know. And tell me, Brian, so I'm not, to say for the sake, I'm not a member of any club and I mm-hmm. come to your race, all right? Is it possible, I think, I think Athletics or Triathlon Ireland do it where you can buy a, a membership for, you know, Triathlon Ireland, mm-hmm. not be associated with a club, but just for Triathlon Ireland. Is that something that is in the line for this or is it that they, these people, for to not have to pay this two extra euros, have to join club. Yeah, look again, I don't have all the details, but I don't believe that option is available and I can stand corrected there, but I don't believe that option is available. So you either join a club and you pay your membership or you don't join a club and you pay 
that extra entry fee. Um, again, I, I don't know how all that's going to be policed. You know, again, if anyone, if there's a pre-race entry, obviously there's a, there's a, I think it's all going to be done through event, event master now. Um, so they'll capture it there um, because Athletics Ireland will be managing that. But like what happens to people who arrive on the day? You know, again, that's extra work on the club um, yeah. for no return, for no return. Um, and I, I just don't know. There's a, I think there's a lot of unanswered questions here. And I, I think it's kind of, you know, you take a club. Again, look, some clubs might have no problem with this. And I'm fine. You know, that's fine. These are my own personal thoughts. They're not the thoughts of my club either. Um, but, you know, we pay our own individual membership. The club pays a membership. Um, we pay a race permit. Um, you know, again, people will have their own opinions about what that race permit does. Um, but again, I'm, look, I'm not here to knock people. Again, as I said at start, but I just don't get it. I just don't get how this helps clubs. You know, we we try to avoid mentioning it there as much as we can about, you know, but it's reality that race numbers are down. Um, you know, club numbers may be down for some clubs. Um, it's sponsorship is down. I could keep going, you know, profit margins and races are, you know, clubs are just maybe breaking even some clubs have lost lost this year in terms of hosting races you know it's going to result in less age categories possibly it's going to result in less prizes and um, so it's taken me for me it's taken from the race um needs it should have been trashed a little bit more i think um you know as i said it's the club doing all the work and handing the money over so i, I think and again I, I think i said this before like you know there's more competition out there now we have more park runs than ever people can go to a park run for free um so like if you're hosting a race, let's say a 5k or 10k and you're charging a 15 euro entry, which now is going to go to more or less 18 euro entry, you know, why would someone pay 18 euros when they could run for free the day beforehand? We know there's reasons why. There's obviously many reasons why, but it's just going to become harder, I think, for, for host clubs now. And what I want to see from Analytics Ireland, and I haven't seen it yet myself again, you might have, um, is what's actually happening with this money. Where is mm -hmm. this money going to go? You know, is it going back to, which I don't think it is, is it going to go back to clubs in some way? Is it going to go back to, you know, I don't know exactly, but I think they they need to come up with a proper statement of saying, this is what we're planning to do. You know, the money is going to go back into national championships. The money is going to go back into cross country, you know, and at least mm -hmm. that way, all right, you can see something with it. But I just don't, I can't, it doesn't make sense to me. Why introduce this now? When, as you said, race numbers are down, you know, and people are starting to run a little bit less where we should be encouraging people to get out now. You know, this should not be done. Mm -hmm. Yeah, look, we had, we after our race this year, we do it every year. We had a post-race meeting, follow-up meeting. And obviously we, we review, you know, the success of the event or the you know things that went right things that went wrong and the big discussion this year was you know the costing of our race um with less less participants so obviously you know that had a big impact to us this year as i know it did for many other clubs we still had to pay you know simple things like poor to lose you know this whether there was 100 people there or 200 we had to plan or 500 we had to plan and you know whatever else you know food um the timing company etc etc you know just just there's, there's some standing cost that no matter how many people you have there, you have to pay. Um, and I, I don't know, I just, I, to me, I, I just struggle to get it, to be honest, but I think it's just going to, it's going to have a negative effect on the race, I think, anyway. Yeah, Look, no. 
we see what Athletics Ireland come back with. I would be interested to hear feedback from listeners if they have any, if they want to let us know how they feel. Please let us know as well because you know this is affects a lot of people who listen to this and we we talk in loads of times about how important clubs are and you know how great a club is but for some people a club does not suit them mm-hmm. and they want to run themselves yeah. and they should not be punished for that for that reasoning mm-hmm. they should not be punished just because they want to go out and just run a local race that they want to do and just to improve themselves and to yeah. me this is a punishment to them people and unless the Lennox Ireland give us a proper reasoning and details, I would think that from now on, you know. But I, but I also think, like you, you mentioned it there about, you know, look, if the money's going back into Irish athletes and, and future Irish athletes, that's fine. And I get that as well. But we as a club, we have our own costs as well. We're like, I take, and I take my own club here. We're trying to build a, a running track that's costing a hell of a lot of money. Well, I, I've been at meetings after meeting, uh, uh, with a small team of people. Um, I won't even mention how much work they're doing. Uh, you know, there was three months there last winter where we went door to door all over Cork. I mean, you wouldn't believe the places some of the lads ended up in selling tickets to try and bring in money. I know we're, we're handing money out. Do you know, it just doesn't yeah. make, make sense. Like, you know, I mean, if that money was gathered up and given back to us, say, here guys, you know, this money will be available to you uh, to help develop a track or something or help develop better club facilities. I, you know, I don't think that money's going to come back to us somehow. No, it's not. And look, mm-hmm. I come down to the fact of, to me, it's polishing the normal person. And I know normal is not the right word, but the, the average person who just wants to run. Mm-hmm. There's no interest in joining the club and no interest in that. And they should be, in my eyes, they should be rewarded for going into races, you know what I mean? Like, and stuff like that. Not punished yeah. for it. And but just again, like the big thing here as well is it's the timing of it all because look, it's kicking in in January, I believe. You know, at a time, as we said, you know, we don't harp on about it, but at a time when race numbers are down, costs are going up, you know, cost of entry, I mean, cost of hosting race is going up, whether you like it or not. And, you yeah. know, you know, we, we got, we had it last year, you know, we had a set price for, uh, you know, if people wanted race tops, but the tops are actually more expensive than previous years. So things go up. Um, I'm sure they're going to go up again even more this year with, just the current cost of living that we are hearing about. So the timing is bad. Like, you know, it's just, it's, 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 I don't know. Maybe I just think there should be a bit more talk going to it. It yeah. looks like it's going, it looks like it's going ahead anyway, whether we like it or not. It does look like it's going ahead and look, you know, we have to wait and see and we will wait and see, but you mm-hmm. know, we'll, we'll obviously like you're in, I'm part of the committee with my club, you're part of, well, I, 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 you're part of your race committee anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, I know you are heavily involved with the committee chairman and Breen for, for years, you know, and I think clubs need to voice their concern about this, if mm-hmm. they have them, by the way. And, you know, that's up to, every, up to every club individually. We're not, we're not speaking for clubs, you know, mm-hmm. but I just think, you know, something needs to be addressed with this. Yeah, like, why not charge that extra money so and just let the club hold on to it? If that's, if that's, it's going back into an Alexandrian club. You know, that yeah. would be, you know, that's not going to happen either. I know the reasons why as well, but yeah, look, it just, it'll be interesting. Yeah. It'll be interesting. Look, we'll wait yeah. and see. Um, you have anything else, Ted? No, I think it happened with that. Um, as I said, we have Dolores coming up in the second half. Again, another popular runner on the Cork scene. Um, so it would be interesting. Thanks again. There was a few questions come in, so we'll pause, pause them to Dolores as well. And uh, 
So that's it for another week, another week closer. Yeah. Thank you very much, Brent. Brent, and we'll uh, talk to you all we'll soon talk again. To you later on, so. Cheers. Okay, we're delighted to have our guest this week, Dolores Duffy, with us. Dolores from Watergrass Hill AC as our guest this week. Welcome to the podcast, Dolores. Hi, thanks a million for having me on. I'm delighted. Great to have you on. A well, well-known runner on the Cork scene and much further beyond as well. We were just saying, there, how many how many marathons is it now? I think it's 88, but I've lost one. I'm trying to find the 88. So it's 88, <laughs> 88 now anyway, the last day at um, Galway Bay Marathon. That was the last right. one we did there a few weeks ago. And Dublin now will be the next one. And okay. can you remember your first one? Yeah, Barcelona, 12 years ago, um, 10 years ago. It was absolutely horrific. So people that tell you that their, their first marathon is magical and you'll never forget it. Like, well, for me anyway, it's a total myth. It was horrific altogether. So very hot and underprepared. Um, a great experience, but uh, I was a while getting over it before I had yeah. the desire to do another I, one. I had, I had that in common with you, because that was my first okay. marathon as well. Was it? Uh, yeah, Barcelona. Yeah. Not that not that year, but Barcelona itself was my first marathon. And yeah. I was, you know, it was brilliant, lovely city, everything like yeah. that. But your first your first marathon is just surviving it, I always think. Absolutely. You know what I mean? It's just get to the finish line and go, right, I'm never doing this again. And then, oh, Dublin's on this year. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Well, I didn't yeah. wait for as long as Dublin. I think I did a few. And then there was Cork. So I did about five that year. But uh, Barcelona, the Portuguese are famous. I was told that beforehand. And oh, it's horrendous with the heat and the, the number of people. And it's all streets and that. But uh, mm-hmm. I'm sure if you were fit yeah. enough, you could enjoy it. But uh, I might go back someday. I don't, I'm not as fancy as you, so Cork was my first, but I do share the horrific feeling and being telling people never, ever, ever, ever again. If you ever <laughs> even see me talk about signing up for a marathon, shoot me. But yeah, that night after a few pints, we were back on board again. Yeah, <laughs> it's that night. That's the time to catch somebody for signing up for the next one. Yeah. You know, maybe yeah. not in the, in the hour afterwards, you know, but, uh, but that evening, everyone's like, yeah, and you get on the phone and you sign up to a few more. That's it, exactly. That's how uh, it goes. We're going to kick off a bit differently this week. We have a few uh, rapid fire questions that we're going to fling at you here and see what your answers are. So just a few, but uh, I'll do the first one. We'll do every second one, maybe, Damien, if that okay. works for you. So first one, flat course or hilly course? Hilly course. Alpha fly or vapor flies? Oh, alpha fly every time. Uh, back, middle or front of pack? Front. Of course. Uh, run alone <laughs> or with a partner? Uh, run alone. Do you prefer warm weather training or cold weather? Warm weather, definitely. Morning runner or evening runner? Morning runner. I'm usually in bed for nine o'clock, so morning. <laughs> Uh, that's like a warning for us so that we'll have to finish up here. So. <laughs> yeah. If you if I didn't run, I would. Go to the gym. Okay. Yeah, the gym is great fun too. It gives you the same, nearly the same buzz actually. Um, if ever you, if ever you do, um, I did personal training. I go in and out of it. Um, it just gives you a great thrill actually. Yeah. You, yeah, you get a real buzz from it as well. I, I can't agree with you on that one. Really? <laughs> uh, yeah, no, I hate gym. Um, do you? Yeah, I can't run without. I can't run without. Feeling good, just wearing nice gear. I just, and I can't run. Yeah, I just have to feel nice, like, and nice fresh gear and, yeah, feel good. 
Mary Sweeney had that as well. It's a woman. Yeah. Think, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was delighted that Mary Sweeney said that. And she has a matching <laughs> outfit and her earrings. And uh, we yeah. laugh about it in the girls in Watergrass Hill, you know, um, that we all have to have earrings. And apparently you have to have blusher as well. So we have to have blusher and we have to have perfume. And we all, we have our set of rules that we all have to stick by. Damien so wears blusher. Damien wears. That's what we're doing wrong. <laughs> yeah, Damien wears blusher as well. I think I see him there every Sunday morning and playing it just as he's getting out of the car. Not him wrong with it. Right. So look, I think like everybody, we'll, we'll kick it off with you know how how did you? I suppose tell us your story and how you got interested in running day one and where it all came from. Okay, so um, I suppose I never really ran until I was over forty. I, I actually didn't ever even own a pair of trainers, actually, because we didn't run in school. Like I remember um, in primary school, our teacher saying it wasn't ladylike to run. So we just didn't run. We just stood in the yard and threw a ball around at each other. And then secondary school, didn't we didn't have any running there either. Um, so I was never involved in sport, I'm completely allergic to it, actually. Um, I grew up in a house with four men. And we'd sport the whole time. So I used to just go shopping with my mum. So I was just more into fashion going out and no zero interest in sport and then I suppose at 40 things kind of changed for me I was just newly divorced and um I just wanted to feel good about myself and I felt I found that um or oh, I wanted to do the women's mini marathon with a friend of mine she asked me and we said god could we complete four miles so that was kind of the driver to get me running so I started running then and kind of to keep the weight down and to feel good and you know, so that's how it started, really, with the women's mini marathon. And we said we'd do our best to get the best. I think we were, we were 565th or something, I think it was that year. But we were thrilled. So went out that night and uh, we ended up in Weirdens and nightclubbing and everything because we were so good. We had completed four miles. So we we're delighted. So that's how it started. And then the BHA races, I found them really good. Like they're excellent for all levels, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, so... None of my friends really ran, but I enjoy doing it just to get away from kids and work and whatever. So mm-hmm. I think I've been going to races for about five years. The only person I knew was Mick Dooley, like, because uh, he's so welcoming, you know. Um, <laughs> but then um, I did Cork to Cove. And then I said, God, if you can do 15 miles, you can do a marathon. So someone was handing out flyers for the Barcelona Marathon for a charity. So I went off and booked it by myself and went with the group there. And that's kind of how it started with the marathons. Right. So um. And all downhill, downhill then after that. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I think I did five the first year, uh, 2012, which is my first year running. And then I did nine or something the next year. And then I did 13 the year after. Um, I just like doing ideally kind of one a month would be my ideal if I could, you know. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And just how, how do you work your, your training then? kind of in around doing that much marathons you know most people would say oh two marathons a year and you train for them you know how do you work your training around what a month yeah. but um I suppose you'd have goal marathons and non-goal marathons so like you can't keep running marathons and expect to get your best time so um I'm in the marathon club Ireland as well and the people in that are doing two marathons Every weekend, they might be doing, or they could be doing 10 in a row or whatever. So you'll obviously have to do them slower. So I would choose to do a lot of marathons as like training runs. So you might go, say, 15 minutes slower than what you would do if you really pushed it, you know. So then maybe go for a goal marathon um, maybe twice a year or something where you try and get the best time you can, you know. But you you could easily run a marathon if you go slower pace. Anyone can do multiple yeah. marathons you could do one every two weeks really you, you need two weeks recovery really i think um but you just do them a bit slower you know 
I mean, there are people going out doing 20 miles. I mean, 20 miles is the same as 26 miles. People are doing that every week. And it's actually easier to do it in a marathon because somebody hands you drinks and water. And, yeah. you know, there are people there to take care of you. So I actually think it's much easier than doing training. I find I'm, I'm better after a marathon than I would be after a long one on my own, you know? Yeah, but I think, like, I think we've established, is it 88 marathons you have? No, but yeah. like I've, I've seen even recent posts there about you where, you know you've been super consistent as well um, and I know you, you're saying you don't treat them all as the target marathon but like I think your times have been exceptionally consistent you've podiumed quite regularly as well mm-hmm. in the past year or so there yeah they're lucky I suppose when the, <laughs> when the really fast girls don't jump I mean I'm not fast I'm never going to be fast runner so but I suppose I, I have good endurance I suppose and I can keep going and you know when you get into the rhythm you know yourself when you get into the rhythm in the marathon you just feel amazing and that's what pushes you on really you know and if you mm-hmm. see if you see if I see I'm going to get a place obviously that'll drive me on a little bit on a bit mm-hmm. on as well but like I crashed in loads of them I probably crashed in about a good half of them so and get a horrendous time so hit the wall or yeah. whatever I always say like you were saying that you're you're you use the term you're not fast I would disagree with you on that term for you Thanks. Um, but, yeah, you know you're you I always say you can only beat who turns up you know, yeah. It's up to, yeah. These people, if they if they're good enough, to, if it's up to them to turn up, you know, and it doesn't matter. You went out and you ran the twenty six point two miles in, you know, in a position to finish first, second, or third, or fourth, or fifth, or whatever it is, um, and like, you know, you put the effort in, and I always, I used to, before I used to put myself down sometimes with that, and you go, oh, but this person didn't turn up, and this the person, they're, they're, yeah, people, yeah, it doesn't yeah. matter. They did. It was their decision mm. not to turn up. You did. I know. You know, Thank but, um, you. no, it's 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 you know, in fairness, you, your results are as Brian said, very consistent, and you just seem to knock them out regularly. And mm-hmm. a question there from Siobhan Holland, actually, who's who's just wondering as we're on that oh, sure. regular Martins, she just wants to know, like, what would your recovery be, like, you know, that you seem to do with so many Martins? Well, how would you recover? Um, I suppose as I get older, I'm finding I have to take it more seriously. Um, when like 10 years ago, I would find there'd be no problem with recovery. Um, whereas now I, I plan it all. I'm, I'd be much more um, kind of careful of myself um, in that like I'd always I actually crave healthy food the day of the marathon afterwards and I put good food into myself. Um, I have to make a real effort as then you have to think about it consciously you don't just let food just you don't just find what's in the fridge but I make sure I plan like that I have my juice every day um, and I'd make sure I'd eat lots of red meat and plenty of carbs carbs give you energy but like I'll always plan like so if, if I had a marathon I'd have the food with me for afterwards and I'd make sure I get that into myself within half an hour even though sometimes you wouldn't hugely feel like it but you'd have your protein drink and a protein ball and bananas and yogurts and just have that straight afterwards and make sure you just mind your body and I'd always have like a hot bath afterwards get the body warm get the get the body dry immediately people forget the aftermath of the marathon but like I was saying this to people at the expo there in Cork inexperienced runners who were running their first marathon nobody thinks about afterwards you have to bring a full set of dry clothes everything I'm saying socks on the underwear shoes and everything like just, otherwise you'll get sick like and I've learned the hard yeah. way that way I've gone out after time a guilty marathon didn't bother eating and eight pints of Heineken and was sick for a week you know that's I did that a few years ago. Like those days are gone now. I wouldn't do that like to my Marathon planner. Yeah. Well, I'm glad. I'm glad to report that the pub that I've chosen after the double marathon has food and drink, so we'll cater for both. Yeah. That's okay. it. See, I take care of you. So that's yeah. why marathons are better. Like you'll be fine. You know. 
yeah. bring the bring the change of kit. And I would find for the week afterwards, try to limit. I, I tend not to go out too much at night time. Um, as then I try to get early nights. I'll have I'll have a thirteen hour sleep once a week. Um, like I'd plan, I'd like to see my sleep. Like I'd have to like one night a week. I'd have to be thirteen hours horizontal. Um, if I'm marathon training hard, I would definitely say if you're going over forty miles a week, get to bed an hour earlier. Um, get horizontal, get the feet up. Do you know, just mind just mind yourself. That's what I find I I have to do anyway. And you need two weeks between a marathon. You could, like one week wouldn't be enough if like you, you run the second one and you, you risk getting injured then or, or really, really um, sore and tired, you know? Mm -hmm. We got another question as well, actually from a, a girl from Dublin, a Dublin listener, um, Holly Conlan is her name. Um, mm. So her question, and I think this relates a bit to you as well, was um, she's looking for advice um, in, for someone who started running late in life and would like to achieve great results. Um, is it is it realistic if you don't have a natural talent? Was her question. Oh, absolutely! I've no natural talent. I never was never in the Cork City sports so with any running, and um, it's hard. Like especially longer distance. Longer distance is more about hard work as opposed to being talent. So um, if she was interested in running, like I would definitely say number one is get a plan. I think that changed everything for me. I'm with Gary Hanlon, um, is my coach. And they know what they're doing. Like coaches know what they're doing, and they um, find a good coach. If a cook, fantastic coach as well. Um, and they'll give you a plan and tell you what to do. So um, you know you won't mess it up. Then and you've got somebody to that you can phone if you if you have questions or whatever. Um, as you get older as well, like I was just saying, you have to mind yourself and like try and do less and try and get someone to help you with the housework and take as much help as you can work less if you can like I've chosen to work less so I'll have more time to run so I can get my run done in the morning because I know I won't be able at night time for it you know um and go to races and meet people and start off maybe doing a 5k and then plan for a 10k and then or join a club is another fabulous way as well of learning yeah about running and learning what's on and go to events and chat to people and you'll find as well like the the most successful runners actually surprisingly like the elites and stuff they can be so positive and supportive. Usually people, you'll never be criticized by somebody who's doing better than you. Like I find like a lot of the elites in the cohort, they wouldn't talk to me, but actually it's the opposite. They're actually, they'll always give you a nice um, encouraging word or whatever. So go to races and meet people. I, I would think that's the way to yeah. go about it, you know? No, great advice actually. I, I jotted yeah. down a few things myself when I saw that question and you've, you mentioned get a coach, you mentioned join a club. The only other one I, yeah. I would add is you know, run run with people at times of similar or even better ability, you know, to bring yes. on some. Um, that no, suits no. a lot of people. I suppose mm -hmm. you have to learn about yourself, who you are and what you like. And I know a lot of lads and you all run together and bring each other along. Um, mm -hmm. I find running with a group I just doesn't suit me because I find they're like ants in front of me and I, I fall and stuff like that. So, but yeah, um, I know you guys are do, doing brilliant training with other people, but I find one-on-one, -on -one, yeah, I like training with one person, but a group doesn't suit me but it would suit a yeah. lot of people and i know yeah. a lot of the girls in my club all run together and they get on you know really bring bring each other along you know yeah. the other thing to say too especially as as you're getting older or doing more miles is um physio that you should get in physio or strength conditioning or stretching or whatever that these things are so important not to ignore them yeah. um i'd go to physio every two weeks and i'd get um, a full body massage once a week as well now mm -hmm. i used to do do these things 10 years ago, but I have to do it now, you know. Mm -hmm. Absolutely, yeah, very good. Mm -hmm. 
you said you're obviously your coach by Gary, who yeah. you know has a, a very successful career running himself and is actually you know a very successful coach as yes. well. Um, what like how's your relationship with Gary? As in like, would you be talking daily and like? Which are weekly yeah. plans? Is it every week you get to plan every month, or you know how does that how does that work for you and him together? Yeah, you, so, seem, you seem to have a very good relationship just by looking at you know. Yeah, it's worked out fabulous. I I find him great, and I suppose he'd be my biggest inspiration. Like when I started running, and I saw this fella, I didn't know who he was, and he was kept. If you had a marathon, it's like, oh, that fella Gary Hannon won. And then you go to the next marathon, it's like that fella Gary Hannon. And he kept winning everything. I was like, who is this guy? Like. And he kept doing marathons, he kept winning them, and he was just such an inspiration. And um, he's never boastful or, you know, he's very understated. And I just like that way about him. So I find him really helpful. So, yeah, I approached him and asked him to coach me. I didn't think he would coach me, that I'd be too slow, that he'd be coaching these people doing 230 marathons. And it's actually the opposite. Like, they, like coaches will take people of all um, abilities um, in fact, the really top people don't need to go to, you know, these coaches or whatever. They'll have their own their own thing going on. So, yeah, he, uh, he took me on. And so what he does is he emails the uh, plan to me once a month. So I print it off, put it in my diary, carry a copy in my purse. Um, I, I keep a copy in work just so I can plan everything. Um, and then I can phone him or message him or whatever if I have any questions. And often he'll have to change it around if, the, if there's a race coming up. I'll say, oh, actually, I think I might do that race this weekend. Can you just change that around and change it around and uh, meet up with him as well at races and that as well. You know, if he's going and I'm going and we'd arrange to meet up and have a chat or whatever. Um, so it's worked out great. So it's just on a rolling basis. So like at the moment now, I'll be planning for Dublin. So it's all geared towards um, doing my best there. But then I might have another marathon a few weeks later. So he'll just advise what to do if you're doing multiple marathons as well. Yeah. You know, it's not just about your 12 or 16 week plan, whatever it is. For the and marathon, would you, you know? have, would you have, would your typical week be kind of a speed session, long run, or are you um, mileage orientated or? Yeah. So his way of doing it, like the way we do it is like tomorrow now I should have uh, twice a week I'd have um speed or like so to be a hills hill repeats or something I think it is tomorrow or there might be um two mile speed with it as well and then there'd be a tempo later in the week so Tuesday and Thursday would be my sessions so it could be a tempo then we say on the Thursday like a 10 mile tempo and then the long one at the weekend so um the long one obviously will be building if you're building up towards a marathon. Um, I suppose normally I'd be doing about 40 to 45 miles a week, but at the moment coming up to Dublin, I'd be doing more, maybe 60 miles a week. I'm trying to do it anyway. And if I'm really exhausted, I might have to skip one of the easy ones, all easy ones in between then. But I you try to it, like, because you know, it'll work, like if you manage to do it, you know. Yeah, excellent. And just in terms of, you know, your 88 marathons, is there any ones in particular that stick out a favourite marathon or a favourite location? Yeah, I think my favourite has to be Clonakilty. Um, There's something special. I know Mary Sweeney mentioned that last week as well. There's something special about it. Um, I love the hills of it. I love the fact that it's lonely. Um, like, you can't keep doing the really big buzz city marathons, like if you're doing them frequently, because they, they're very exhausting, you know, um, all the crowds and all the travelling and whatever. So... I like the kind of the quieter ones, the scenic ones. Dingle's beautiful. Cork for mm -hmm. the support. All the people we know en route. Like the, it's like a carnival, isn't it? You know? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I suppose for time, I would definitely say uh, Manchester. Manchester, I got my PB there. Um, it's flat. Like it's like doing London, except it's not as busy. 
So yeah. it's a very easy one to get to in terms of transport and accommodation, whatever. So mm-hmm. I'd highly recommend that one. And in terms of PVs, as you just mentioned, what 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 would your um, PVs, your Manchester, PVs kind of, where we say marathon, half marathon, and um, Manchester half marathon would be one twenty six. It was Killarney. It was the downhill Killarney one. Um, then they, they've, got, they've changed that route, haven't they? they have, so, yeah. But I'm happy we're 126. So um, marathons would be Manchester five years ago, um, 308 or four. Um, but uh, I don't know, will I ever get another PB? But we'll, we'll try anyway. We'll aim for one. We'll aim for one next year. Mm-hmm. You, have to, um, you have to give it a go anyway again. You have oh, to, I'll definitely give it a go. <laughs> <laughs> you can never give up. You have to tell us a bit of the story as well around your dressing up as Superwoman and running the Cork Marathon. What was the backstory to that one? Okay. Um, so I set my sights on the um, running as a, what was it, as a television ca- or a film character. That was it. And of course, it was an opportunity to dress up as Superwoman. I had to pick that one, of course. Um, <laughs> but at the time, I was actually sick and I was committed to this fundraising um, so I said, I said I do, but still I knew I thought I mightn't reach the goal. I think it was three eleven, but um, I was sick there for about two years. I'd have five operations and I'd um, kind of fibromyalgia and swollen thumbs and swollen elbow and swollen knees. So it was just around that time. So I didn't quite make the world record. However, um, we raised lots of money for charity mm-hmm. and. Like I was running it for the charity and I came, I don't know, I got a place anyway, I think it was a fifth or something. So that went towards the charity as well. So um, it was just a bit of fun. And like, you did a great laugh running around and everyone was yeah. screaming and roaring and, and shouting. It. it was a carnival. Like, it builds so the atmosphere fun. for you as well, doesn't it? You know, because all of a sudden mm. there's this novelty. Yeah. You know, running towards these fans at the side of the road, and they're like, Jesus, the superwoman. <laughs> yeah, it's delicious. And like, I made it to page six of the Irish Sun as well. My photograph appeared there. So, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's sure. a superwoman outfit. So I said, that's not bad now for a girl in her 50s. So I, was I can see. <laughs> I can see Damien's mind thinking her what costume. They're so sneaky. Like, it was a running picture, and I had running shorts on. And they cropped off the feet. So it just like a, this middle-aged woman standing in a superwoman outfit. And I'm going, oh, my God, how they distorted it. Like, sick. Anyway, so I changed the frame. I must, yeah. I must frame it and get it hung up on the wall there now for, for my grandchildren. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> exactly. Just home, I haven't seen. That's it. Exactly. I think that's what running is. And, you know, like, yeah. You know, running has to be fun. If it's not fun, you don't do 88 marathons, you know, and you don't yeah. do, you know, go out and, you know, organize races like Brian does or, you know, you know, stuff like that. Yeah. If you don't enjoy it, you're not yeah. going to do these things. You so do it for the love of it, don't you? Yeah. Exactly. And it has to be as yeah. fun as you want it to be. Yeah. And for me, that's going up with the group and stuff like that. And that's what, yeah. you know, and, you know, it's just you need something to get you out there, and if it's something small, like dress up in the costume to to run the race, then so be it. Just get did you wear? Do you have you ever done this, Damien? Not at all. No. Because <laughs> <laughs> of enough, mini marathon. I haven't done enough marathon stuff to <laughs> justify that. Although, it doesn't I, have to be a marathon. There, there, there might be there might be a day when when they have my with my my daughter when she when she decides that she wants to do the mini marathon, I might do that with her. Oh, that'd be lovely. Yeah. So, do I we all have an ambition to run with our children? I mean, I just love my daughter. 
I always remember my, my there was a picture of my my dad from many many years ago with with my sister as she was doing the mini marathon and it was on the echo and my dad had the bike and there was my sister in the middle of the mini marathon on top of the handlebars my dad walking along with our jaw you know so I was like we'd have to re- recreate that sometimes with my one my daughter on it <laughs> oh definitely Brian your kids run don't they yeah, my, my, I have two kids, so my nine-year-old runs with the local athletic club here, so it's just great. It's on my doorstep and, oh, you know, fab. couldn't speak highly enough for those involved Brilliant. with the coach. And we have a lot of plans here, obviously, you know, with track development and things like that. So the club, the juvenile club, is just giving a bit of a new injection now, in fairness. So it's That's great, brilliant. you know. Yeah, Loves exactly. the young ones. One. Do you ever love it? You see, in the races, when you're doing the races, and these young fellas go running past you, Pelting past you and you're going, look at the size of him and his weight. These young lads, they're it's carriage at the start of some races, but it's it's great to see it. And it's you know, it's it you, myself and Brian were speaking earlier about it. Like, with we say, especially women, you know, they're under nines and under tens and under elevens running and stuff like that. You have yeah. high numbers, and then you have obviously the, the gradual fall off on running. Unfortunately, mm. when it, you know, okay. from the under thirteens and upwards. Yeah, then, yeah. then it seems to kick back in again, you know, around the 30s and stuff like that. So yeah. I think running needs to try to, and clubs need to try to work on to try to get women to stay in the sport because it's a brilliant sport to stay involved with. You know, yeah. From, yeah. From, actually, from it's a great sport places. for women, actually. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, a daughter of mine has just started university in Germany and um, she contacted me. She said, we have to join or we're told to join two clubs or something. So she says, I think I'll join a running club. I was like, yes, I've got gear, I've got shoes and we're the same yeah. size and everything. And she's like, yeah, I think I'll take shoes off you. So I have some vapor flies that I don't use. So I'll give her them. So she'll like, she'll be the fastest of them all. And <laughs> her mom, we're both size five. Like, so it's fine. I've loads of gear for her. So I was yeah. thrilled to hear that. So it's a great way to get to know people in university as well, you know, for, um, for girls. Like, I'm sorry I didn't start sooner, but mm-hmm. you know, we'll encourage them anyway, won't we? yesterday in Dublin in the Clondalkin one I'd say it it was 98% men at it yeah. I was like where are all the women that are doing the marathon you know yeah I don't know yeah. I, I, to be honest about there was like I mean I know statistically wise there was a big influx of women over the last couple of years but I think it's gone the other way again somehow we know yeah. there's a lot of new clubs set up and coach to 5k groups etc so yes. it does seem yeah. to have gone backwards I think all right um, so yeah, it's an interesting point. Are the husbands making the women stay at home to mind the children when they're out running? I wonder. That's <laughs> yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah. Oh, should we, we so, won't say to Brian, we'll keep our mouth shut. No, keep quiet. Because <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I do notice that now in running couples that uh, the women ask, ah, sure, we let him do the marathon and I'll do the 5K. And you know, well, it's funny now. Like yeah. 
it's a good point because I know, like myself and my wife here, we both did the Dublin Marathon together a couple of years ago. Yeah, yeah. We didn't run together, but we thought about that before it started in terms of training, but it actually worked out easier because we both understood it better. So yeah. it was a case of one get it done early Saturday morning, one early Sunday morning in terms of long runs. It actually worked out well, I thought. And I know a few yeah. other people in the same boat who kind of said there was a better understanding of what it takes to do it. And you yeah. kind of work around yourselves as well better. But yeah, yeah. that's it. That's, yeah, you have to sit down and plan it, I suppose. Mm -hmm. Just, Not, I yeah. suppose, we're conscious of your bedtime. You, you gave us a warning at the start there that you have a mm -hmm. time limit on us. So um, just for the rest of the year, I suppose, is there any major, I know you just probably bunks from race to race, but any major yeah. ones you want to hit? Yeah, so the plan anyway, Dublin, I'll be in a new age category for Dublin. Um, so it's my birthday weekend. I'll be 55, so I'll be 55 to 59. So um, I'm aiming for Dublin. I mean, the day mightn't go well either, sort of, but I'm going to go up and spend three nights up in, in Dublin and all the girls in the club are going. So right. Watergrass Club has got a, a lot of very strong um, marathon runners. Uh, female marathon runners, a uh, great bunch of girls, and we all support each other, and they're a great bunch. I'm very lucky to be in the club with them. So we're all going up, a huge gang of us, and all staying up. So that's the big event coming up. Um, then I'd like to do a few hilly marathons after that. So I'll do, I'm going to sign up for everything. The floodgates are opening. So I'll just do marathons for fun then until maybe um, the next aim then would be maybe Manchester next year. So that's mm -hmm. um, a grand one for um getting a good time Brilliant, so yeah. that's the plan now mm -hmm. we have a marathon special next week actually sorry okay. we have a marathon special Brilliant. next week and we have uh, i think five guests on some doing their first i think uh, one of your own clubmates rory is doing his first and oh, yes. a few others a bit more experienced but any advice from someone who's been there and done the amount of marathons you've done i suppose any little tip golden nugget one one magical tip you mean in terms of prep for marathons any advice, any advice. Okay, well, for the day even. Okay, so the most important thing is to be prepared beforehand and to plan the day before, not to be running around like a lunatic. So we went over to Berlin a few years ago and one of the girls measured on her watch. We did 10 miles a day before in terms of walking around and collecting numbers. Just plan for that, mind yourself, maybe go up a day earlier. Um, you have to be rested and you're better better off being too rested than overtrained and um you do better than on the day. Try not to get too excited. So keep yourself calm until you start. Save all your energy, basically, for the day. And enjoy it, like, and we put yourself under too much pressure. And the usual, don't go off too fast. But like, I used to hear that for years, don't go off too fast. But it actually means don't go too fast in the first half is actually the correct advice. So it's not the first two miles necessarily. So if you go through the halfway mark and you're, you're ha you shouldn't be happy, surprised, you know, you shouldn't be gone too fast. Um, you should try and pace yourself. Stick with the pacer if you're not experienced either. The pacers are there to keep you going slow enough, really, a lot of the time, not just fast enough, do you know? Yeah. I must say, actually, the, the, the tip about the day before, I think, is very important because I think loads yeah. of people do that, especially if they go to a new city or something like that. Yeah. You know, and they just want to, to keep on walking around the expo there for, you know, two hours and things like that. Yeah. It should be in, get your number, quick walk around, back, yeah. eat, yeah. and legs up then for the rest of the day. And it might yeah. seem boring, but they're the little things totally. that will get you, mm -hmm. you know, fresh up for the next day. Absolutely. Like you go to the big city marathons, a lot of people go to a big city marathon for a PBE, like London, for example. But going out to get your number in London, it's an hour and a half on the tube out, all the way out mm -hmm. to get it. Um, same with Berlin, you could be 
like you're walking miles and miles even if you're not sightseeing you can accumulate a lot of miles so it is hard to get a pb in these big city ones that people are often disappointed um and I suppose I would always say, don't be thinking about this one, think about the next one. Like, don't worry. It, like, there's always another one. And take your gels and your nutrition or whatever so that you're strong enough then to, for the next one. Sometimes you put yourself under too much pressure. And it's never, I never do well in those ones that I put myself yeah. under pressure. You're better off just, you know, don't stress it too much. At the end of the day, it's an amazing achievement, you know? Yeah. yeah. Brilliant. Great advice. Uh, I have no more from my side anyway, Damon, unless you have. Great. Thanks so much. And let's thank so much. Like it, it's fantastic um, to see how well you're doing in uh, in this podcast and this setting up um, what you're doing, and there's some positivity at last and support. You know, it's what we need. It's really was badly needed, um, and we get all the results for me, and you know, everyone gets a mention practically. Do you know, it's not, um, no, it's brilliant. No, you clearly love the sport and we're very supportive of runners. So we were really a bit shocked. Yeah. So thank you. We were a bit shocked ourselves. Hey, yeah. yeah. That has well, the well, no, it's just, it's, it's, it has taken off and the feedback and, you know, know. the likes to the page and the listeners has oh, been great. Yeah. You know, like, it's only starting. About, yeah, exactly. It's only starting. We've yeah. a long way to go yet. We've a lot of ideas. We've spoke about brilliant. certain ideas that we will, Bring to the fore more and more as we get going but look the numbers are encouraging and it's like it's like everything is like what you said earlier about running a race is you know the feedback is important and yeah we feel so much time into it yeah. and you get all the information like fair play to you know um like it's brilliant so thanks so much it's it's brilliant for cork it's fabulous yeah Thank, thank you, you for going. thank you thank you and, and and have a good night's sleep now there now for your thanks, 13 hours i don't get that no <laughs> Thanks so much and thanks for watching. You're great. Thanks a million. Thanks a million, Dolores. Cheers. Bye. Cheers. Bye bye. bye.